Hello and welcome to Y'all Gay, a comedic podcast for everyone, brought to you by two Southern queers. Today we're going to be talking about coming out, throat clearing, and getting finger blasted in a chicken vestibule. I'm Allie Clayton. And I'm Ever Maynard. (laughs) And we just want to know, y'all gay? Hey y'all, hey y'all, the tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say, y'all gay, it's Allie and Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. It sounded like somebody was walking up the steps and I was like, get out of here, (laughs) Satan. (laughs) Um, It's just a ghost wanting a cup of sugar. Man, it always is. It's like, get out of here. I ain't got to give you any sugar. I was just on the road and like, how was, how were the shows? First one in Massachusetts was great. Those, the, yeah, the kids like loved it. Um, A lot of queer kids came. That's great. Yeah. Like, always reach out to, like, the LGBTQI, like, um, groups on campus and, like, personally invite Mm -hmm. them. Because I just feel like stand-up is such a, like, male-centered, straight Mm male-centered world that, like, if they see stand-up comedies coming, they're not going to assume that... One, it's, it's going to be a female, or that, and certainly not that it's going to be a queer female. So I reached out to a lot of them, and they came. And then the second show uh, was like a Catholic university. It was tight. It was <laughs> so like they were like, just don't do any jokes about priest or abortion. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't have any jokes about priest or abortion. Actually, can I talk about Southern Baptists? <laughs> I got some, that? I got some shit to talk about them. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. body of Christ. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was good. And then there was, like, one student who was just, like, really loving it. And he came up to me after the show and was like, uh, Allie, um, I was just wondering if you drive a Subaru Outback, because I have heard that that is the official car of lesbians. <laughs> and <laughs> like, no, I drive my mom's 2005 Dodge Caravan. <laughs> I mean, it's roomy. (laughs) I've been in it. I love it. I'm like, yeah. And he was just like such like a sweet kid. And I was like, you know what? He followed me and I was like, I never do it. But I was like, I'm going to follow him back. (laughs) Never. He has still not accepted my follow request. Damn, what a little bitch. (laughs) I thought I was doing this nice thing. And he's like, no, you rescind the offer (laughs) weird old lady (laughs) he's like all right weird old lesbian who doesn't even drive a subaru (laughs) outback and when i pulled into scranton pennsylvania there was a freaking trump rally happening how was how are they still why are they still having yeah i was like he lost (laughs) he lost a long time ago why are we still talking about this yeah i'm walking around with american flag capes on and Big signs. Just rallying for Trump? Apparently. Saying. So when I went in the hotel, the lady was like, um, do you want a lower floor or a higher floor? And I was like, well, I like higher. I was like, but honestly, can you just put me wherever the Trump supporters aren't? And. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. She was like, she was like, don't worry. They're not staying here. She was like, they're leaving now. Because like, I guess like the rally was like ending or whatever. Ew. But I see like this like big, like family that had like four kids and they're just like dragging their kids to this i'm like 
But apparently Trump was like riding through Scranton or had something. This is uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, same shit Hitler did. Anyways, are you ready to record? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Neil, now we're getting, now we're really going to record. Now we're really ready, Neil. Uh, Neil, we're ready. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Allie, I'm so hungover. I'm really trying to dial it in, listeners. Um, I'm I'm not hungover. I'm just tired. Um, (laughs) I'm just worn out from life. (laughs) Man, life, it has a way of doing that to you. Uh, Honestly, like, it was so hard. Uh, So my friends... My upstairs neighbors had a party and there's just the two of us where I live. I live on the bottom unit. They live up top. I guess you might call it a duplex. <laughs> and I had to use the bathroom. So I was like, I'll just go to my house because it's clean. And yeah, I don't know these fucking randos, even though it was mainly friends of friends. And I've met most of them. That's awesome, though. That's so nice to be able to like pop out, mm-hmm. take a dump and go back. Exactly. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> You know those mid-party dumps you have to take? Certainly when I was drinking, if I would have been drinking a lot, take a couple of shots, might get the runs. I definitely smoked more cigarettes than I should have. <laughs> I, only, I only smoke when I drink. Ever does not smoke, y'all. Mm-mm. So I feel like dog shit. I smoked like four cigarettes. That was, it's just a lot. And there was an earthquake last night, woke me up. <laughs> I feel like garbage. Uh, (laughs) I just start crying. (laughs) Ellie, I feel like garbage. It It made me laugh so hard when you were here visiting and you smoked those Persian cigarettes and then you said you were like, but they were like real small. And I was like, that does not. (laughs) (laughs) They were tiny. I was like, like, y'all gay? I was holding them in my hand looking at them like, y'all gay? (laughs) These cigarettes, tiny cigarettes, thin cigarettes. They seem gay. Um, thin cigarettes. Yeah, they were thin. They were smooth. Well, I t- these I was like, go ahead. My mama had some real thin ones, and they like came in like all these different colors, and like we thought they were like so cool in college. And my friend came home, and like I had read the packaging, and I swore I thought they said non-addictive. And so I told my friend, I was like, you can smoke as many of these as you want. These are non-addictive cigarettes. <laughs> And then the next, like, we smoked, like, a pack that night. And then Mm -hmm. the next day, she's like, hey, let me see that box. I'm going to get me some of those. And then starts looking at it and goes, damn it, this says (laughs) (laughs) non-additive. I'm dyslexic. (laughs) I mean, I would have said that, too. I would want it. I would want to believe non-addictive. Yeah. I was like, you didn't question it. Yeah, you wanted this as much as I did. (laughs) Yeah. If you had really cared, you would have checked out the package before you smoked. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting, I'm getting defensive for you. I'm like, do not come to Allie that way. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. But I feel like, ooh, this ain't it. Did you dance? This ain't it, man. There was some dancing, but it was mainly just like talking shit and nice. smoking and drinking and catching up and cut cutting up. It was great. It was fun. It was my first kind of like party party like that. Did you go as the mayor? I went as the mayor. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I fucked up the shawl on the first time because a I shawl like, okay, it's a I, sash, buddy, a sash. Okay, additive addictive. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, the sash. So I wrote the mayor, but I wrote it because I was like thinking in my head, like I better write it backwards because I put the shawl on. <laughs> differently and then it said the wearer and like the <laughs> r was backwards and then like i had to like i was like oh i fucked up so thankfully i redid it and i bought a really big blazer nice for the thing and then i just hello hello cigarette you know <laughs> they're like yeah cool <laughs> but yeah that's what oh man i'm trying to think of like halloween icons i would say frankenstein Mm. is a gay southern icon buffy the vampire slayer oh 100 percent. yeah big dyke i feel like big Di- i think she's i think when i personally when i see buffy the vampire slayer i think chaotic bye <laughs> oh no that does actually <laughs> yeah because yeah. willow was the, the yeah dyke. yeah but buffy i was like i know you're bisexual buffy you know what i love though the buffy the vampire slayer movie i have not with seen luke that. perry shit fuck me up luke perry i know no he's handsome i just would like to take this moment to personally apologize for all the dirty things i had my 90210 barbies do rest in peace luke perry (laughs) wait did luke perry die what i thought that's what you're talking about yes luke perry died when did luke perry die ever this this just in luke perry died died. This is how this is how in touch with like <laughs> um with like cultural media or like the zeitgeist. Oh, he died in 2019. Yeah. And he was like on the Riverdale show and they like had to, you know, Shit. write him off. Oh. Desperado. You better come mm. to your senses. Neil, better that out. We don't have the royalties. Actually, if it's on Spotify, we can do it. Don't come at us. Yeah, wow. I didn't. Okay, so Luke Perry's has been passed. Luke Perry has passed. So if you were thinking about going as him for Halloween, it's too soon. I would say Luke Perry does look like a lesbian. Young Luke yeah. Perry and older Luke Perry before he died. Yeah. Definitely had like Ruby Rose kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, who I'm extremely attracted to that Ruby Rose, but you know, who I've never been attracted to. And we watched the movie last night. Jennifer's body movie. Megan Fox. No, I'm not attracted. I thought that Kristen Stewart, you're going to say Kristen Stewart, Megan Fox. No, not. No, not it. Mm -mm. Not it. No. You know why? Because she reminds me of the women that used to work at the Sefco in my hometown. <laughs> Megan Fox does? Is that There's the gas something station? Trashy. Yeah. There's just something trashy about it. Yeah. Trashy with a manicure and a monster energy drink mm-hmm. and, a <laughs> and a head full of what's that? What's that? Aquanet. And you're driving around a little Sunfire. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that vehicle you remember the sun yes i do that company went under but everybody had a sunfire yeah that was a big one i think my sister had a celica oh i saw a celica yeah on the road they put a big ass spoiler on that thing i said (laughs) you don't need that (laughs) yeah celicas were tight 
Uh, speaking of that, what's up with street racers in New York City? The speed limit everywhere is 25 miles an hour. <laughs> and there's so much traffic. Like, how, where are y'all racing at? But I see the cars. Oh, y'all got them. See, in Los Angeles, nobody pays attention to the speed limit. Um, I did do some New York moves now that I'm back. Nice. In LA driving. No, if you're going to go slow, I'm going to pass you and... I'm going to be vicious about it. Yeah. I got somewhere to go. Yeah. I don't like this. I'm going to, I'm just going to take it. I tell people have a fucked up day all the time. Yeah. You have a, that's what I say. You have a fucked up day. You have a fucked up day. (gasps) Uh, I would love just to be treated like a tiny little prince today. (laughs) I always imagine, I was like, man, if I had like a massage, that would be great. I'm just imagining me being there, bringing you something on a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) One of those tiny pillows. Yeah. Would you like a strawberry or a tiny pillow? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Allie. I have Epsom salt. Epsom salt is a queer Southern icon. My God. The older I get, the more I'm like, soak me up, daddy. Like, (laughs) I would bottom for Epsom salt. (laughs) i love epsom salt but one time i read that like if you get constipated you should drink it and i tried that and wow does that taste bad i don't know i wouldn't yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't do it i don't think it said something on the bag like well magnesium is good for that and there's salt yeah but it really tastes bad um but yes i also love epsom salt Man, I was like, ooh, what can I do to feel better? Go on a walk. Take an Epsom salt bath. Here's a little question for you. Why the hell is Dr. Teal so expensive? It's the same thing. It's the same salt with essential oils. Exactly. Yes. I just bought 10 pounds. I'm not kidding. I bought 10 pounds of Epsom salt (laughs) yesterday. We're having a sale. I got a five pound bag of lavender. Oh, relaxing lavender and five pound bag of eucalyptus. And fig. Yes, you I did. I said, yeah, I'm going to need one of these sooner or later. And listen, I'm going to go smoke eucalyptus. four cigarettes and I'm going to need to get an Epsom salt tomorrow. I'm going to need to wrap myself in Epsom salt. <laughs> I'm going to need to soak these chemicals right out of me. Get out. Suck it out of me. Oh, I feel rough. Listeners, friends, I'm so sorry for the low energy. Uh, (laughs) But we've been there. Yeah. Shit. I was there for like eight years. (laughs) I I felt like ever feels right now for like eight years straight. (laughs) That's rough. This is a rough way to feel. (laughs) Okay, I don't mean to brag, but... My little curio over here. Um, Your what? The neighbor. I have like a curio or not a curio, a console. Oh. A mid-century. Um, oh. I can't think. I need a salt bath. <laughs> I need an Epsom bath. A soak. I got that out of the trash. She was moving and she was just going to leave it for the trash man. I said, can I have that? And she had her grandsons bring it to my apartment. Nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, we just like... I mean, you can go to like the fancy parts of New York where the rich people live, get you some renovate. nice stuff, you know? Renovate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Renov- uh-huh. Just cost you a gas, a, ta- a tank of gas. Your trash is my treasure. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What? I know what you're talking about. Shall we talk about coming out? Yeah, let's talk about it. Speaking of trash to treasure. Um, we're Neither of us are ready yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I'm not ready, but I'm thinking about writing my parents a letter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think your story is so fantastic. You should go. I feel very lucky. Okay. I feel very fortunate. Very lucky. Um, So I had come out to my friends in my early 20s. And my parents, like growing up, they had always known. And again, I'm from a town of like 900 people in Texas. And there's not a lot of gays. There was one gay guy. He was my friend. He lived down the street. And that was like scandalous. He was like a senior and I was like a sophomore. And I was like, oh, I better not be gay. And my parents growing up, they're like, if you're like Ellen, you could tell us. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm funny. Like, yeah, I want to be a comic. And they're like, no, the other part. Um, (laughs) You know, they, they were like, it's okay. We love you no matter what. I grew up with a lot of like. We love you no matter what, which I really don't take for granted because I've kind of had to come out to them twice now. Yeah. And I was doing my first ever hometown show at Buckaroo's Bar and Grill, which is now closed and a Southern Baptist church. You heard that here ever. You heard that here. Headlined Buckaroo's. (laughs) Headlined Buckaroo's, which is not a gay bar. It sounds like a gay bar. (laughs) Honestly, if I ever open up a gay bar, I'm going to call it Buckaroos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buckaroos. Um, and he, the owner was like a high school friend's dad. And he was so excited. He's like, we want to have you out. We heard you moved to Chicago. Come do it. Come do it. And I said, great. And there was, you know, the um, the hometown paper called me. The Temple Daily Telegram called. And... <laughs> I remember taking my lunch break and calling or not like, you know. Yeah. So I talked to the uh, Temple Daily Telegram on my lunch break. I worked at Starbucks underneath (laughs) Piper's Alley, underneath the second city. Um, And I was sitting on the steps outside of it. And there this woman was like, so tell me about your comedy. What do you do? And then she's like, you know, I looked you up online and it says you're gay. Are, are you going to be talking about gay stuff? And I was like, well, um, why? And she goes, I need to warn the readers. Oh, my God. Warn the wheat. We, <laughs> warn, warn the weeders? Weeder. Like a little baby. Warn. She wanted to warn the readers. I guess there was like a dyke coming into town or like, careful, gay. But like, it's insane now to think that that's what you that was the norm yeah we've chatted about it before in this podcast but that was the norm like oh like you're you're gay so you must be different and or bad or wrong or it was controversial she's like i'm gonna warn the readers and i was like okay and i felt weird and i was like i don't know what she's gonna do and like i was getting some press in chicago and some of it was like queer comedian And I think up to that point, I was like, I'm bisexual. And I was gay. Um, I was just, I just grew up thinking gay was bad. And like, I couldn't be gay. And how could I be gay if I was like going to church and the leader of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and like (laughs) 
pray. I still prayed. I had a cross wall. We went to like, church together. Yeah. Yeah. Non-denominational. <laughs> but you remember my apartment with Lindsay? Yeah. We had a wall of crosses. That is like a very Southern thing. Did yes. you have those? Um, It'd be like, this is the cross wall. This is where we put all of our eccentric little crosses, tin crosses, ceramic crosses, <laughs> wooden crosses, wrought iron crosses, plastic crosses, painted crosses. Yes. Uh, Hobby Lobby crosses with a Bible quote or, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was there. And it was conflicting for me to be like, no, I'm, I, I am gay. And this interview happened like late November. And I remember like the show was mid-December at Buckaroos and the night before, and I was feeling pretty anxious about this interview because I was like, is she going to out me? Yeah. What is she going to do? Because you weren't out to anyone in your hometown, correct? No. Or my family. I mean, they had had their suspicions. Um, And the night before the article came out, I said, mom, we were in the kitchen. So I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, hey, mom, this article is going to come out and I really need, I think we should get tell dad. I think they're going to say that I'm gay. And she goes, okay, well, let me just go to the living room and just let them know you have something that you need to tell them. And I remember kind of being in the kitchen and waiting. And then when I came into the living room, it was evening and like he stood up and he and my mom like, both gave me this bear hug like I was like in the middle and then my dad was tearing up and just saying like I love you so much we love you so much we're so proud of you and nothing's gonna change that and I was crying and nervous you know I was afraid they weren't gonna love me anymore they would be disappointed or disgusted or whatever else I had been told about gay you know like yeah and I don't take that for granted because I, I know a lot of people didn't get that and, you know, my dad is is fiercely loyal and loving. And, you know, he hasn't always been one to show his emotions, but I know he loves me. Mm-hmm. And whatever I need to tell him, he will hear it. Yeah. And, you know, and if that's going through a breakup, and my buddy has hurt my heart. That's what he calls my girlfriends, uh, my buddies. And I'm like, okay, we're going to work on that. Yeah. Um, one, I, one step at a time. Um, so then I'm feeling great. I'm like, awesome. Okay, got that off my chest. My parents love me. Wake up the next morning. I'm front page news on the Temple Daily Telegram. I'm above the fold. You know, mm. people are seeing my headshot <laughs> at the time. Which, it, we were, what, 20-something in Chicago? Yeah. I don't know how to take a fucking headshot. Um, and it said, like, ever Maynard, comma, lesbian. <laughs> Bring some hometown pride. And it's like, yikes, you know, some confusion. Like, some members of my family were like, we didn't know you were gay. You look just like us. Like, That's because you're gay. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> aunt jessica you're gay (laughs) but you know like my my um i'm pretty close to my mom's side and like there's you know i have a cousin who's who's gay and uh i believe one of my mom's cousins is gay and my grandma's always been very open and loving 
and just like you know i love you it doesn't matter sarah grandma's fluid yeah (laughs) she was fluid r.i.p she passed in january but damn if she didn't go down swinging (laughs) um so that i feel very fortunate about that i had a great set at buckaroos for being only doing stand-up for a few years when you're in your 20s yeah the next year they're like do you want to do this again i said yeah and then i just remember getting blackout drunk mumbling I don't remember the end of my set. I only remember waking up and my parents unable to look at me (laughs) in the eye. Yeah. And uh, we've actually never spoken about this. So I am going to call my mom. I just, just the fact that it was like a hometown newspaper that outed you. Yes. Yeah. The whole county found out (laughs) one reading. (laughs) you just see all those uh gals from high school just being like i had a feeling (laughs) just i just knew it i knew it i knew it i knew it Uh, oh i wonder oh i wonder yeah i got a few of those oh can oh i'm ooh. no get away from me i'm in love with my improv partner (laughs) 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 but recently so I'm getting top surgery and it's something that I've been really excited about, but nervous to tell my family, at least my parents, um, you know, cause I tried to explain that I was non-binary to them and I could tell they wanted to understand it, but they didn't get it. Yeah. So they were always be like, well, you'll always be our daughter. Like we love you so much. <laughs> and I was like, I, I know what they mean. They're not yeah. saying you're always going to be a girl. Yeah. You know? They're like, you're our child and we love you and we want you to be happy. So Friday morning at 7 a.m., my alarm goes off and my mom sends me a text the same time. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So I call her and I'm like, hey, mom. And she's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, well, you know, and I'm... Kind of, I'm kind of going through a breakup and we talked about that and I was like oh it just comes and goes and she goes well I'm not talking about that I'm I'm talking about I, I keep having a dream or a sense there's something deeper that you're not telling me oh she's like I had Mama a dream knows. last night you yeah and she was like do you want to tell me anything and I started crying the same way when I was like I have to tell dad I'm gay yeah and I was like, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm afraid of how you and dad will react. I'm going to have my breast removed. I'm going to have top surgery. And she cut me off and she was like, we love you no matter what. We want you to be happy. Like I told her how like I cry when I look in the mirror and like I don't like to see myself topless. Like it's yeah. hard. It's, you know, and because it, it doesn't match. And she was like, we don't, I... I know your. She was like, I know your father would agree that, you know, we don't want you to be sad to look at yourself. And then she was just like, you know, we've known for a long time that your insides don't match your outsides, and we love you, and we wish that there was a way to make that possible. Like, gen- you know, like yes, Mary. genetics. And I was like, holy shit! Like hormonal. You know, I could take tea and I could get like bottom surgery, but she's talking like, she was like, I wish there was a way to like 
genetic just to make it so for you and it's not okay you know she's like to suffer and and you should have the body that you want and you should live the way you want and yeah then she said it's nobody's business and we started laughing because she was like they're your it's your body it, why would anybody in our family care about your tits like it's nobody's <laughs> business wouldn't it be it would be like, kind of weird though if somebody was like like very well, my ma- brother's homophobic my brother's well, yeah. homophobic yeah and he you know he and his wife have made it very clear that people like me are perverts mm. and you know my mom did say like and if anybody has something to say fuck them and i was like damn my mom yes. she started saying fuck she nice says, mary fuck. i'm like okay here we go mom's in the game i love it yeah. i love i have i heard about your mom for over a decade I follow y'all on oh my God. Well, all, in all your shenanigans and I get to meet Mary Maynard in a few months and I'm so excited. We should get mom to do a, on the podcast. I think she should definitely be on the podcast. Oh, 100%. Mary yeah. Lou. Yes. It's an issue. <laughs> oh man, we about to have a fight. <laughs> so yeah, I feel very fortunate and very lucky and I I don't take it for granted the love that I was shown and can continue to be shown. So, you know, it's just, uh, I'm just in a point in my life of like so many transitions and literally and figuratively. (laughs) Um, and to have that kind of support, you know, I mean, I cried all day Friday because I was. I cried when you texted me. (laughs) Yeah. And then I cried. My mom called me later that day. It was just like, I just want you to know I love you. And I was like, (laughs) you know, like, I love you too. Like, just, it just made me feel so, like, cared about. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What about, okay, what about you? Well, let's. See, I, see, it was ne- it was never like one big coming out thing. Like I feel like it all happened in like steps, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told my bubs, the monkey doctor, my brother, and I told my sister mm-hmm. um, before I told other people in the family. Um, and I came out first is bye. Mm-hmm. Um. And like they've like, it's like a lot of like initial reactions are just kind of like, like my sister, who is not one of my favorite people in the world, but goes, um, when I, I was like, well, I have to tell you something. She goes, what? You're dating another black man. (gasps) Yeah. That's what she said. And I was like, no, dating a Filipino woman, (laughs) which was what I was doing at the time. And it's like, like almost kind of like hateful man shit yeah like like they like knock it off as like oh liberal alley you know as though like i'm doing things to like try to get at them or something kind of not my brother but like my sister and stuff like no i'm not like exploring like it's like no this is who i am um right but when i started to date that girl eventually i was like i really want to tell my mom and okay, we were going on a family cruise with my aunt, my uncle, my two cousins, me and Bubs and Mama. And I'd been dating this girl for a little while and I was like, I just I want to tell my mom. Mm-hmm. And so me and my mom got so drunk 
on this cruise and we're sitting out on this like little balcony and I could not I know we ended up having like a very deep conversation but I really could not tell you anything about it but I just looked at her and I said mom I'm gay and my mom's immediate reaction was did I tell you when I was 14 I kissed my friend Vicky <laughs> I was just like <laughs> damn it Deborah this ain't about you woman this is my time on a uh, carnival cruise come on this is my coming out on a carnival cruise <laughs> god damn it so no like really was not bothered by it at all but still for like I would say like up until like I got with Melody, even though like I was regularly dating women, kind of like, oh, this is a phase. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm in my 30s. Like, <laughs> right, this is not a phase. This you know how everybody goes to their gay 30s? <laughs> <laughs> right before they hit 40, they just got to get it out of their system. Get it out of there. Get out. <laughs> um, which I still identified as bi for... Mm-hmm. Probably until like I was with Melody, but really what that was more so was just that I was an alcoholic and very, very sad and would get drunk and get blackout and like have sex with men. Wasn't like relationships type thing. Yeah. Um, I really, really wanted a relationship with a woman and had quite a few girls break my heart. You and me both. Quite a few girls break my <laughs> heart. Man, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, one where I remember being outside of a bar in Chicago, the California Clipper, is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Clipper. outside of like that 4 a.m. bar, wasted. It's like snowing. And you know how they have those like things that go um, around the door to like keep the cold wind out and everything? I'm yeah. in one of those with a girl fingering her and ask her, damn, Allie, you are having sex th- this everywhere, man. <laughs> You're fingering a girl in a vestib a bar vestibule. Yeah. You are fing you are hands down some girl's pants. Yeah. In the doorway of a four AM bar. It was actually the chicken restaurant right next to it. Um I was in that vestibule because the chicken restaurant was closed, so we just popped in there real quick. Um but yeah, I remember, but uh, like, and I remember like right after we like. You are a gay Southerner. <laughs> that is some redneck shit. Hey, you want to go over here in the vestibule of the chicken restaurant, get Come fingered? Finger looking good. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, I like that. I'm sorry. Okay, so you're fingering a girl outside of the California Clipper and a chicken vestibule. <laughs> I remember like right after I was just like. Do you think you would want to go to the movies sometime? <laughs> <laughs> so this is like just a woman y'all were just having sex with at, and getting drunk together. Yeah. Y'all hadn't gone on a proper date. Never. And but I ended up really liking her and we would get drunk and we would hook up. And but then she I remember she said to me she was like, "Oh, I'm not gay. I don't I don't like girls. Like I like you, but like." And I'm like, "No. Okay. I was just knuckles deep in this vestibule." <laughs> How are you trying to like what? Everybody's on their own path, man. That's the the shitty part. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I like girls. I like you. Yeah, like and it's like I think you like girls, but you you're too afraid to admit it. Yeah, which I can have a lot of compassion for, but I kept thinking like because we kept hooking up like oh this is gonna happen you know mm-hmm. and it didn't. 
um, which is See, fun. I've never done that. That's what I'm trying to get into right now. All right. Just f- hooking up, and I've never done that before. Yeah. So maybe this little buckaroo, you know, hey, we've got our gay stages in our 30s before we hit 40. <laughs> we've also got our, you know, I've never been a little tornado. I've never f- finger blasted someone in the vestibule of a. You know, I want that for you, bud. Thanks. I think I'll. <laughs> or I'm like, mm, do I? I don't know. <laughs> I'm too sensitive for it. I'll just, I, I, I wouldn't know how to end it. Yeah. Okay. So you're, and then you guys go back to the California Clipper. Yeah. And continue to drink. Um, I don't even know what sent me on that tangent. But okay. So you heard about how I told my mom. My coming out story mm-hmm. to my dad is probably my all time favorite. It's like three years after I've come out to my mom. I'm still not out to my dad and I start dating someone who uh I do this as a bet on stage and did like looked a lot like Peter Pan um (laughs) which I say on stage is a great starter lesbian whom amongst us have hasn't looked like Peter Pan (laughs) I went through Peter Pan oh yeah you definitely did but instead of the smooth peanut butter, I was chunky. <laughs> I was chunky, Peter Pan. I'll be honest. I prefer chunky. Uh, um, so, and I was just like, this relationship only lasted like three months, but like just fell head over heels in love. Just so in love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm I'm in love and I'm just going to tell my dad. And so I was like, well, how am I going to do it? I was like, you know what? If I just show him a picture of the two of us, he's just going to figure it out. And so me and my dad were sitting at a bar. Healthy. Getting wasted as we do or as he still does and I do not. But um so we're getting wasted and I finally get up the courage and I pull out my phone and I take it out. And I'm like, daddy, um, I just wanted to show you a picture that um, this is I started dating somebody. This is who I'm dating. And dad looks at a picture and like my daddy clears his throat a lot. He's always like, <laughs> he's like, mm, damn, sis, that right there is an ugly fella. And then he straight up roasting. Yeah. Yeah. This person, who, by the way, is very hot. And then he looks at it even closer and goes, "Mm, damn, I think it might be a woman. And I said, "Uh, yeah, daddy, uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm dating a woman. And he just said, well, that's all right, sis. Uh, Suck one once don't mean you're gay. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Yeah. What? Has your dad had sex with a man? My, I mean, it's like my dad definitely sucked a dick. Like, you, like you can't suck him once. I mean, you're gay. Like, okay, well, whose dick did you suck? And like, that's what I have been bugging him about this for years. Like, since I can't that that was when I was like, what? I'm 35 now. That was when I was like 26, and just bugging him about it for years. And uh, I remember even one time I was. Um, playing Laugh Factory in Chicago and I did that joke and I was like well he happens to be here in the audience tonight <laughs> no yeah did so you ask him I was like dad we all want to know did you suck a dick or not and the show was like sold out and that seat's like 200 and, and everybody's like dying and my dad just like clear he just goes ah, and clears his throat 
<laughs> we will take that as a yes. Excellent comedic timing on that one, Daddy. Wow. Um, yeah. So I bothered my dad about it and bothered him and bothered him. And I've asked him over and over. I'm like, Dad, you did suck a dick. Like, just tell me. And then he told me when he was like a, like a little kid or something, put one of his friend's wieners in his mouth or something. Don't mean he's gay. Suck one once don't mean don't, you're gay. Don't mean you're gay. <laughs> you guys got to figure it out. Sometimes like, you just got to figure it out. Well, do you want to hear about how it's been many times? <laughs> yeah. This is Peter Pan, but you haven't met the Lost Boys yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't... I've never really felt like my dad particularly cares one way or the other if I'm gay. Uh, yeah, there's never been much of like an issue around it. I did get in an argument with my oldest brother once and he like said really mean things about how it's wrong to be gay and I'm never going to be able to have children and all these things and... But, like, I'm really proud of, like, our growth because he no longer feels that way. And awesome. has been able to, like, come to me and say, you know, like, I was really wrong and I apologize. And so, like, I just want to say, like, like as, like, having so many Southern people in our lives, like, that, yeah, if somebody's never been exposed to something or been around something and aren't used to it, like, they're not necessarily trying to be hateful mm-hmm. all the time, you know? That it's like, you know, and I was able to show him, like, I'm the same exact person. There's nothing. And then he's like, oh, was able to come to the realization of, oh, well, what, like, I thought is wrong. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes we have to, I think, have some compassion and forgiveness for others as well. Yeah. It's it's not easy. No, it's not. It's frustrating to be like, I got to do this fucking work, too. Yeah. You know, like... But it it does it makes me feel good that that relationship is being restored. It has been very much so. Um, yeah, that we're we're about at time. Yeah. So yeah, my my dad sucked a dick, and that's it. And everybody's everybody's okay with me being gay. Although I did like in church, like I remember being at church specifically and hearing the preacher talk about how it was a sin. And it was wrong. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, and I then I and then shit. I prank called him, the preacher. I prank called the preacher. And okay, I, well, how, we're, yeah, leave us on this. Okay, yeah. I pr- so the preacher was talking at church about how wrong it is to be gay. I was in high school. Me and my dad were at service, and when we got home, I called the preacher and I left a voicemail message, and I was like. Hello, this is Nancy from the Gay and Lesbian Society. We have heard that the Lighthouse of God has been so open to the gay community. And I just personally want to call and say thank you for your support. And <laughs> left this That's whole, a great prank. Left this whole message. And then like five minutes later, the preacher calls back. And my dad answers the phone. And then I hear my dad, Allie. And I come in there and he's like, did you prank call the preacher? And I was like, what? He was like, well, you didn't hide our number. I forgot to press like the star six, seven or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But apparently the preacher called him and was like, I'm so sorry if I offended y'all today or something, Jerry. And it was, That's funny. Yeah. Hell yeah. Got him. Got him. Well, this has been another episode of Y'all Gay. Yeah. Um, 
we hope that you've enjoyed our stories and they've helped you. Yeah. I'm so hungover. I don't know how to end this. I want to <laughs> take an Epsom salt soak. I need a soak. <laughs> and not in the Mormon way. Um, Have you heard about that? What? Where the boys, it's called soaking. Where the So they'll have, so it's not sex if you don't thrust. So the male will be inside the, the girl and then a best friend jumps on the bed. What? It's called soaking. Oh. Yeah, isn't that gross? Well, I mean, there, how, what? So it's a technicality to get around sex. Oh, I get it. That, But it's, it's like in the vagina? It's not in the butt? The penis is in the vagina, sitting in it. Okay. And then your best friend jumps on the bed, so then you're both oh. moving. So you're not doing the thrusting. That's the kind, that's kind of threesome I'm talking about. <laughs> Bouncy. Yeah, do the work for us. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I need an Epsom. That's yeah. That's gonna be my next. My next. My first three ways just gonna be a soak. <laughs> like, where I'm like, just uh, do the work. Can you imagine walking and be like, so did you guys want to jump first or? <laughs> hey, I would. At this point, I'd have to be the third. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not here to do any jumping. I'll lay down. <laughs> One of y'all can jump. And in 30 minutes, call me a list. I don't want to be here in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to set a time on it. 30 minutes. I'm not trying to do a marathon. No. I'm trying to come and then get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I came from a quick soak. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not here for some relaxing soak. No. I don't want, I just need a quick soak. So I'm bed. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And we just want to know. Y'all gay? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Alien Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about. So let us ask you now. Y'all gay? Of learning new languages with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's babble time. Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need, like how to have real-world conversations, from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babbel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more Southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine and a quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babbel actually understands me, y'all. One thing I really love about Babbel is the content I'm learning is personalized. I get real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated. That's why 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Y'all, that's the most university I've done. Y'all, it is 2024, and it's time to be the best you with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash y'all gay. 
Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash y'all gay spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash y'all gay. Rules and restrictions may apply.